0: what's going on everybody it's real with jordan and demi we are here today with the band cannons what's going on guys
1: what is hey
0: <laughs> we got them all in different places and we'll do uh we'll do uh our clockwise from the upper right we have paul and nice. we have uh ryan and of Hello. course michelle and then i'm jordan and this is demi so now you know everybody
1: um thanks for having us
0: yeah of course uh, the, the, the occasion for this is, of course, you guys have a new album coming out. You have the big tour. But in, in the near future, you're playing Bleach Fest in San Diego on August 5th and 6th. So my first question is, and I love to talk about this, is what's the best part about doing a festival? and What's the worst part about doing a festival?
2: Hmm. I feel like the one of the best parts is like... Um being able to attract some new fans that might have gone to see another artist. And yeah, and then it's also really fun being able to check, check out other artists together. And the worst part, I don't know, what do you guys think?
1: <laughs> uh, festivals are usually pretty rushed, so it's not like we always yeah. get a uh, sound check. Um, we might get a line check, but usually they're pretty throw and go. And sometimes there'll be artists that we really want to see, and it, it, we might not get to because it's just so rushed.
0: Yeah, how often do you actually yeah. do you get to re- actually relax and see other bands? I guess it's I guess it depends on when your slot is.
1: <clears throat> yeah, yeah, for sure. We got lucky. We just played a show with uh, the Killers, and some of their swag, and I think that was like the first time we really we had a pretty early time slot, so we were able to catch the Killers and the Flaming Lips and um, Death Cab. But it's it's pretty rare. We don't usually get to.
0: Well, wow, yeah. I well, Demi and I were just talking about recently about how it can be difficult to play a festival when you're playing in the middle of the day too. So that you know, that can't be
1: funny. Mm-hmm, um for sure.
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. So Demi uh, has been bumping the new single. Yeah. So Demi, take take Okay, it for me.
3: loving you. Yeah, let's get to that. Because first of all, the video's gorgeous. Like the song is like dreamy, like Pretty much y'all's like staple sound, mm-hmm. but on crack, right? <laughs> Can you tell us? I really want to know about the making of that video. Um, Michelle, you look gorgeous.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: Thank and you. Pretty much the writing of that song. Where did that song
2: start? Um, I think it, yeah, it started from a uh, bass riff, right, Ryan? That you were thinking? And we're about? still here.
0: We're just doing this, Michelle. So it's like this. Okay. Yeah.
1: Okay. Yeah. Yeah, it started it just kind of like a, a bass track that I had come up with like the night before we wrote it. And um, we didn't really have much more to to go into the studio with other than uh, the bass part. And this was one of our first co-writes that we actually did on this album. Um, so oh, no kind of kind of a new process for us, but kind of also the same way that we also write a lot of music, just starting with a riff or starting with some type of melody. And the songs kind of just created in one day.
0: Oh, wow. That, yeah. So, so uh, why the decision to bring in a co-writer? Where did that, where did that come from?
2: Um, I think cause it's like our third album. So just trying new things.
0: <laughs> I like that. I like that. Yeah. That's the thing is that um, this is really the first big project you've worked on um, since uh, Fire For You blew up. And now that you have a bigger fan base um, you know, I would assume a bigger budget how has that changed your recording process?
2: I believe I think it's pretty much stayed almost the same <laughs> to be <laughs> honest since day one. Um we well, we did get we did get someone to mix this album.
0: Yeah. Oh, you have so a, you so. have a real mix this time.
3: Yes. <laughs> who's the who's like the most difficult in the mixing process? Like who's the one with like 20 edits Mm -hmm. and who's the one that's kind of more chill are you guys always on the same page about mixes
1: yeah i think kind of on the same page i mean all of our past albums paul has always mixed them and i think having him be a member of the band he kind of has an ear for what needs to stand out in the mix so i always trust his judgment Mm -hmm. um i wouldn't say anyone's difficult um we might you know we always agree on the final final (laughs) ending you know if it's like something that needs to be tweaked well we all have like our input on it but no one's like no one's being a diva about it
0: well that's good that's good let's run
3: it back though let's really run it back right now Mm. because i read somewhere that michelle placed or you two, the boys placed a Craigslist. Who was it? She read on show? Wikipedia.
0: She read on Wikipedia. That's <laughs> that's that's, that's, that's let's get real.
2: So, what exactly yeah. did that say? Tell us so, that story. Yeah, it was about like eleven years ago or so. Um, I recently moved out to Los Angeles from Florida, and I didn't really know anyone out here, but I wanted to make music and like and be in a band specifically too. Um, So the only place I knew to go to was Craigslist. (laughs) And I made an ad in like the uh, music section um, with like a photo. And I remember putting like all the artists that I liked and that I had like SoundCloud links to some stuff. Um, And then Ryan had been searching through Craigslist, that section um, and uh, yeah, then we all, we all started like emailing back and forth and wrote a song or two before we even met up. And it sounded really good. And then we met up and just kept making music since and haven't stopped.
1: Yeah, <laughs> the, the really fun thing is, or interesting thing is, I probably wouldn't have found Michelle if I didn't type in a, a certain band that we, that we both had as an influence at the time. Because no like on Craigslist, you can go to the community and you can type in like, for example, like The Killers And if somebody had mentioned the killers in that ad, their profile will pop up. And um, it was this band called Trust. Uh, They're like a dark synthwave band from, I think they're from Washington. And not too many people have heard about them. So I was just like really into them at the time. I'm like, let's see if anyone's into this band. And she popped up and coincidentally, like lived right around the corner from where I used to work at the time. And like she was explaining, we, we wrote a bunch of tracks without even meeting up at first. Well, so, yeah, it's pretty cool.
3: Trust,
1: trust did, yeah.
0: How much when you guys first got together? How much did you sound like Cannons that we know today, or was it maybe a, a slightly different
1: sound when you first started? I'm gonna say forty percent. Forty percent? Yeah, <I think laughs> a little more. I, I, I think I think we got sexier as time went on. I think we kind of found our sound a little bit more, and we're still a little more, always a little more on the R and
0: B side, a little bit more on the like.
1: I would say Night Drive was probably our most R&B kind of uh, record, and yeah, I think when Paul and I were writing music, I think we started. Well, I think with my mindset was always like, let's do like a Dr. Dre kind of sound, but not actually sample those those sounds. Like let's like really let's play a lot of like we're all like that G funk. Um, you know, inspiration came oh, from without action. sampling stuff. Mini
0: mode. Definitely, yeah,
1: yeah. yeah. for I like sure. To call it gang- gangster lead.
0: Yeah, He's
1: yeah. Like, what? Mm.
3: What do those first demos sound like? Like what, Like what? Do they stand any out? Interesting like
2: titles or funny stories about the first demos? Hmm. Hmm. What was the first demo? Was it- um, Shallow, Lagoon. Shallow Lagoon. Yeah, yeah
1: the, they were great because it was the first time uh, Paul and I got to, click we had the music somewhat done and then hearing Michelle's vocals over it, I, I kind of like knew, I was like, oh my gosh, we have something really special yeah. here because the tone of her voice is so beautiful over the music. And it was great. It was full of like really great top line melody. Um, I guess maybe still, still like electronic, you know, driven and uh, bass heavy, but it was, it was really great.
0: Well, um, so now that you're, well, I I just want to go back just a little bit, Paul and Ryan, how long, have you You guys have been playing since high school? Is that how, how, like, how much, how intense was your like musical partnership leading up to bringing Michelle and actually forming the
1: band? Maybe elementary school actually.
0: Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. What were
1: you playing back uh, then? What was that uh, like? We were playing like rock bands and metal groups. Like I was a drummer and oh, okay. mostly guitar. So like he would just knock on my garage door every year, after school every day. Oh, a okay. real garage yeah. band.
0: <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah real garage band exactly mm-hmm. and and michelle when you were growing up and um were you one of those kids that was like singing when you were four years old like celine dion karaoke or like mm-hmm. or was it more of like something you found later on in your teenage years
1: probably mariah
0: carey karaoke. Mariah Carey,
2: probably yeah i mean i was singing privately as a kid like i'd uh i know i'd record over all my dad's tapes some vocals and um my sister to sleep and just I, I kept this like love of singing to myself because I wasn't sure well okay yeah I guess I wasn't sure if I if my voice was like good or people would like it or not I don't know I guess I'm uh, yeah I wasn't sure um, but I knew I loved singing so um, I and, and just music in general so in college I took a guitar class and I thought it was oh. Oh. Um, but they told me my next assignment was to play and sing a song. So I covered, um, covered Bony Bear's Skinny Love, and my class loved it <laughs> and uh, told me it sounded like really amazing and, you know, all these good stuff that made me feel a little more confident about my voice, you know? Um, then I kind of just, like, watched... And read everything I could on just like singing and um, and recording, uh, so that you know by the time that I did meet the guys, I could at least record my own vocal tracks and, um, you know, knew knew my voice a little bit better. Did you
0: envision yourself as like a front woman? Rock star band kind of thing, or or what did you think about yourself when you were when you were trying? Did you have a goal, or was it just like whatever happens?
2: Yeah, I, uh, yeah. no, I didn't picture myself that way. I kind of just um, wanted to just make music because it was really fun. Um, and then after we started uploading songs to SoundCloud and uh, being asked to play shows. That honestly scared me at first. <laughs> so I was like, mm. no, I have to get on stage. Yeah, that whole now. part of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, I, that wasn't like part of my vision or anything just to like make, because it felt so therapeutic and genuinely really fun for me to, you know, write songs with Ryan and Paul. And then I kind of fell into the, um, into the front woman position and started to enjoy it. You know jumped into that new experience for me head on <laughs> right. yeah, yeah, yeah. what
3: was your first show like as a band
2: We'd- it was actually really it was cool yeah, yeah, yeah. Was like, was like a
1: local a local bar out out where i live um and it was packed which is kind of weird because i live in the suburbs and i didn't know too many people even were like aware of our music but i think a lot of those online blogs in the early days really helped uh get our word around and uh shortly after we started kind of just branching outside of the suburbs and played some shows in la and they were they also had a really really good turnout but um they were interesting because i don't think we paul and i had like been just used to you know plug into an amp and just rock Mm -hmm. out but our style of music like we had to get in-ear molds and we weren't used to like playing with in-ears and kind of trying to figure out how we're going to do like a lot of the music that was like on the production side to bring it live. So it was a, it was a new experience, but it was a fun experience.
0: So you don't have any of those like playing for six people in the middle of nowhere stories that some bands have, so. Not with this
1: band, fortunately. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah, yeah,
3: What was it like growing up in Florida too? I'm not really aware of like, you know, if there's like a music scene out there, but did you feel like yeah, like what were you doing over there? Were you into like <laughs> were you into what? the
2: beach? Like girl, jet skiing,
0: like what part of Florida are you yeah, from first? Yeah. Shout
2: out Florida, my dad hunting, fishing. <laughs> <laughs> or, or even fish that much. But I grew up in like Fort Lauderdale, so like South Florida. I did go to the beach a lot. Um I was used to the warm water. So when I got out here, um I was shocked by how <laughs> the chilly. Water yeah. are. <laughs>
1: how many gators have you wrestled
2: yeah mm-hmm. Gators, uh, yeah uh, just a no, couple
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah i'm i i'm i'm okay. a, am uh, a an alum of the uh, university of miami so i'm very familiar okay. with the okay. the general area yeah
2: okay. yeah yeah so it's i guess you're used to the ridiculous weather down there then the hurricanes
0: um, yeah 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 <laughs> but, well and we we would do hurricane parties where you would when you knew the hurricane was coming, you'd grab a case of beer and you'd all go to one person's house and you'd all hunker down. But the issue is that by 3 a.m., the power's out, the beer's getting warm, everyone's pissed off. And so it, it can quickly right. decline. A hurricane party can can turn quickly.
1: We just call uh, that a Friday night around here.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the, the beer gets warm and everyone gets mad. Uh, um, so... I wanted uh, let's talk about the, the album album. Uh, do you have a release date uh, for for the upcoming album? I actually Googled and I couldn't find it at least on the surface.
2: We don't have a set release date. Okay, yet, so I, I it, didn't
0: I didn't miss I didn't mess up. Okay, no,
2: I didn't <laughs> <laughs> no. Um, but yeah, it's coming soon. So we're just about like wrapping it up, you know, before we before we head on tour. Um, yeah, been doing a lot of writing and. Um, yeah, I, I feel like it's one of, it's something that I'm really proud of. And, um, I feel like we hopped into like a lot of new, um, areas creatively and, been really, really, really fun making it.
0: That's, uh, that's always a question. And that's and the cliche music journalist question is what can fans expect, but really are there any surprises? Did you try like horn sections or like, you know, uh, a heavy metal guitar solo in the middle of nowhere? Um, Mm -hmm. what, what kind of, in terms of like trying new things, what, 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 what did you, what did you, you, what can, what's new on this one?
1: I like the horn section and the heavy metal guitar solo is pretty fun to do.
0: Oh,
2: so these Uh, are real time (laughs) suggestions. Okay. Oh yeah, for sure. There's
1: definitely some of that. Yeah. Yeah
2: you have a
3: favorite Um, track or like a track that like you were maybe like, what's what's an unexpected like track of yours that you guys favor, but maybe it's not like
2: the first three. You know what I mean? What's the
0: ninth track of the album going to be?
2: The ninth track. (laughs) (laughs) We have a lot of favorites on there. But yeah, we can't tell you um, all the details yet.
0: We respect yeah. that. We respect that. And you guys have you guys have this headlining tour? It's kicking off August twenty fourth, I believe. if My memory serves me yeah, right. Yeah, those is
1: in Portland.
0: In Portland, yeah, and it mm-hmm. ends in Oakland. Mm-hmm. You're going back through the, the West Coast. Um, is it, this has got to be the biggest tour you've done, right? Yeah, yeah. As, far, as, far, mean, as, far as far as venues,
2: yeah. Yep, they keep getting.
3: Yeah. How are you guys getting around? Are you gonna do a van, a, a bus, like bus it. Oh my god! You guys traveling on tour? Like, what is it? What are the personalities we have here? Is like, is there like a neat freak? Is there a partier? Is there like a introvert? What kind of what kind of band are you guys on tour?
1: We're pretty introverted, to be honest with you. Michelle's Mm -hmm. the neat freak. Sometimes she'll wake up the bus by vacuuming, (laughs) uh, which is (laughs) great because she's cleaning up after us. Um. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Michelle, you got uh, anything you want to say about the the boys?
0: Yeah, (laughs) Michelle, what's it it like to be the only girl on the trip?
2: Yeah. (laughs) Sometimes. um, Well, let's see. Yeah, I, you know, since we're on the road for like over a month, that's our home. So I like it to feel clean and as tidy as I possibly can. So um, I'm throwing a lot of socks back in their bunks and... (laughs) 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 For some reason, yeah. Vacuuming relaxes me when I'm on the tour bus. Um guys like to go out and they like to um, you know, explore the area a little bit more and soak in the environment. For me, I for me, I'm like really focused on getting enough sleep all the time. Like I'm really scared to not have enough energy. So I go to bed early. <laughs> like, I sound like a grandma. I'm like, I love vacuuming. I go to bed
0: early. You know, that's in between now. Now, if like this was the '70s, it would be the uncoolest answer in the world to say you went to bed early. You would never tell Rolling Stone in the '70s that you went to bed early.
2: I don't party too hard. Uh-uh. I mean, yeah, I save all. I save everything for the show. So, um, it's yeah. for the fans. It's for the fans, right? Yeah, so I don't think all day. I'm like trying to conserve my energy so I have like, you know, can give it 150% on stage. And then I'm I'm really exhausted after that cuz it's like 70 minutes of, you know, I'm dancing and you know, dancing, singing and it's a very it's a physical thing. <laughs> do, do, you guys, do you guys
0: do meet and greets and that kind of thing after shows or before shows or? Yes, and we do. Meet we do. Before mm-hmm.
2: um before shows and those have been really cool experience for us to be able to like meet our fans and um, answer their questions and have really cool discussions and stuff with them beforehand.
0: When it, go, when it comes to putting the tour together, um, how do you, do you guys put together kind of the set list? Do you guys do the same set list for the whole tour? Do you guys switch it up? Like how, what's the preparation in terms of getting the music together?
1: Mm. We have- I think yeah, I think our production's definitely gotten bigger um, every tour. So, um, as far as set list, it's a little tricky because this particular tour, um, a lot of our, our lighting is kind of synced up to our set list. So, we don't really get the opportunity to switch it up too much, but you never know, it could. Um, but yeah, I think prepping up for a tour is just kind of making sure that we're dialed in that our sound sounds really good that our set list is exciting and that the lighting is you know on on point too
3: coming from like 2013 right i mean it's like Mm -hmm. we're in 2023 i think you know as artists seeing each other grow but like it's really cool but how cool is it that you guys got to watch each other like as individuals grow Mm -hmm. up you know what i mean how have you guys I,
0: changed? You know, over the years. How big are the egos now compared to ten years ago? No, I'm, just, I'm just kidding. The egos. Um,
3: <laughs> I
2: mean, I feel like I feel. I like think I, our
1: touring drummer has the biggest ego. Probably, we're all we're all pretty
2: <laughs> chill.
3: <laughs> it's always the drummer. So. Yeah, if you're if you're listening out chill.
1: there, chill out, man. Chill out. <laughs> no, uh, I, it's been great. Um, like Michelle was explaining. This is this has been her first band um ever so super proud of her and Paul and I have been friends for like 30 years so it's really a, a tight family and we all love each other and we all we're all swimming to the same shore so we all want the best out of each other and um, I'm just happy to be doing this with uh you know my my really close friends
0: yeah yeah well it's it's good you still get along I guess so yeah how, how much how much time do you do you get to uh how much time do you get to actually like write, record, work on music on the road, or is just straight up just, like, playing? Uh, That's all you do.
1: Not a lot. Not a lot. Because well, <laughs> Michelle, Michelle's always yeah. sleeping, so it's not like. I'm not okay. <laughs> of
2: course, um, there was, It didn't feel like there was much time because we were doing like you know um, first, Eight like the day. There's, you know, we'll go to radio stations and then we'll have meet and greets and then we'll have the show. That kind of fills up the whole yeah. day a lot of the time. Um, and soundcheck too. Oh yeah, and then and then we have sound check too. And then I'll, yeah, also getting ready. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> Good amount of time, so. Right. I feel, I
0: feel like Michelle probably takes you a little bit longer to get ready than the guys, just a little bit.
2: Oh yeah, it does. Uh-huh, <laughs> yep. Well, and,
0: and s- speaking of getting ready, Michelle, of course, your your uh, stage costumes your outfits are legendary uh, we were talking with your publicist right before you came on the air uh, about you, you, I know you work with a stylist but where when did it go from like was the were the outfits always important or was it something that kind of came along as the band became more successful
2: um the outfits were definitely always important because I always like to personally I always like to go to, a show and my favorite concerts that I've ever been to are kind of like elaborate <laughs> with the lighting, the clothes, the stage setup. Um, so I always wanted to be able to, you know have a very clear, distinct aesthetic and stuff. But um, yeah, so once we got the chance to start working with the stylist, then that was a lot a lot easier for us and everything but um yeah i think it's a fun element and then it makes me feel like uh a different I mean, like character or something yeah. like yeah it and makes
1: it makes our, feel our audience band. feel like they're actually coming to a show and like we're getting them involved in our our canon's world that we're trying to create and just like yeah. like a couple tours ago <laughs> we we had the opportunity to go to the rock and roll hall of fame and just seeing all the amazing outfits that a lot wow. of those musicians wore, it's like they really put in it wasn't just like I'm wearing black black, you know, t shirt and jeans and rolling out of our bed and just going to hit the stage. They put in a lot of effort into the entire performance and I think that's important to us as well.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Seeing yeah, some I've... of the, like earth earth, wind and fire outfits. Oh yeah. Awesome. Oh yeah. They were like paintings. Like they were so elaborate, but I, yeah, I like, I and like the,
0: the ZZ And I, I, I always loved uh, Sly and the Family Stone, the Sly Stone outfits with the big <laughs> wings and stuff. Yeah, Dude, love it. Even
1: yeah. ZZ Top's instruments had outfits. Yeah, right, right. Well, I was,
0: I was, I was watching you guys this morning. I was watching your your performance. Um, was it, was it Colbert you recently did? I think it was, uh,
1: and uh, Kimmel, Kimmel, Kimmel,
0: Kimmel. Yeah. And, and, the, and the outfits, um, the, ca- I love the cowboy hat, the cowboy hat is great. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks man. Um, do people give you stuff or do you find stuff in thrift stores or like where do the outfits come from?
2: Um, y- usually our outfits are, you know, stuff we discuss like, uh, with our stylist beforehand and stuff, and then she'll, we'll do fittings and, you know, pick out what we like and, put put a whole look together for each each show
0: okay okay i want
3: to play a little game with you three Mm. because you guys know each other on probably like you guys probably know each other better than a lot of other people know you guys um so let's start with ryan i want to know What's your favorite thing about Paul, and Michelle? And then we're gonna to go to Michelle and then we'll go to Paul. So let's start it's like with a therapy session. Ryan. I'm actually curious. Your my favorite,
1: favorite about thing, my thing about Paul, his and luscious Michelle. lips. I love his luscious <laughs> lips. Really? Look at those smackers. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, Michelle, I love that she is hands down the most compassionate understanding person ever um, she's kind of like if there is ever any weird drama like you know i can go to michelle she can talk some sense into me and i know that it's going to be okay so i think her she's she's nice to a fault sometimes it's true mm-hmm. yeah
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah. okay michelle You're your turn. turn um one of my favorite things that paul about well what paul does is um i love when Paul does his tequila dance. Whenever Paul's <laughs>
1: tequila- <laughs> would you Would you show us a little bit of your... I need inspiration for that.
0: We
3: yeah. yeah. need a tequila shot.
2: Dance moves in the studio. Maybe, maybe this- tonight. Maybe tonight. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, I can just tell he's like really liking whatever we're working on. And since this... Pure sense of joy that um, makes me happy. And I think um, Paul's just very sweet and has always been, you know, there to pour me through everything over the past like 10, 11 years. And um, can always talk to him about anything. Uh, and then Ryan, I, I think Ryan is hilarious and cracks me up every single day. Um, without fail, which is great, because um, my favorite thing in the world to do is laugh. <laughs> but yeah, Ryan's really creative. Ryan's also been there for me through everything, and both of them are like my, they're the closest people to me. I talk to them every single day. They know everything about me. They don't judge me. Um, I'm going to go cry. They're yeah. so creative. Aww. I love them. <laughs>
1: Oh, man.
2: Paul's turn.
1: So sweet.
2: I, I Try to you write
1: know, that, Paul. I
3: can't. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> I, I hate all of you. No. <laughs> uh, uh, no, Ryan. You know, like we've been friends for so long, and I know he always has my back for everything. You know, like he's always been pretty much my best friend. Um, Michelle,
2: I would say she has the biggest heart of anyone I've ever known. That's yeah, really good. sweet. <laughs> Thank you. so i got i got it behind i got it behind just
0: give dimmy credit this is this this first time she's ever done anything like this this like this family thing going on this is great um so yeah yeah i didn't expect i didn't expect it either (laughs) all right guys um well thank you so much for joining us on the show we'll let you go but um i we look forward to the, the album whenever that comes out. And the tour is actually happening. The dates are real. Um, yeah. I was going to post, the, I'll put the graphic up, but I want to be clear that this is airing a week after we're recording it. And there may be stuff sold out by the time that uh, that this gets to the audience. So, of course, check which is sold out and which is not sold out. Um, hopefully, we get to see you guys when we come through at the Greek um, because I can show now you got it got me hyped up with all the lighting and the costumes and the whole like atmosphere. I, yeah. I haven't seen guys live before, so that'd be cool. That'd be cool. All right, guys, thanks a lot. Appreciate it. Thank you so much. Yeah, Thank you. you. Have a good one, y'all.
1: That was nice.
0: All right, bye.
2: bye. Thank you.
1: See ya. See ya. All
2: right. Bye.
0: Okay. All right. And that is everybody is gone, I think. Okay. All right. All right, that's it. Okay. I was
3: made for loving you. Check out that single.
0: All right, guys, <laughs> go check us out on Instagram, Jordan Edward Studio, Dimi underscore Ramos, and go to popdust.com for relate some to pop culture and music news and to stream and watch all of our past episodes. Of course, it's available on Spotify and streaming platforms as well. Until next time, we'll see you later.